What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between? My name's Jordan Fraley. And I'm Lucas Dunn. Yeah, you are. Tell you what, uh, well, first off, uh, welcome to SYP Podcast, where we, uh, we discuss film news in uh, Tennessee area, and um, we talk about real shit. We are going to review a movie that we talked about last week, the new Hellraiser movie, which we do have some opinions on that. Spoiler-free version, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now. Yep. And uh, then we're going to be getting into some real shit. We talk about topics and stuff that's going on in our lives, as well as at the very end, pick a new film to watch and review for the next week. So hold on tight. We got a lot to unload with this episode. So yeah, I reckon we'll get to it. All right, so let's see. What are we getting into first? Well, we might as well just talk about our experience on this movie set. Yeah. Um, yeah. We had that happen. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to this movie set first. You got there around what, 132? Yeah, 130-ish, yeah. So my call time was 7.30 a.m., Okay, yeah, I could do that. An hour away drive for me, so I had to wake up decently early, 6.30, but it was no big deal. When I got there, I had to wait around an hour to two hours until we started shooting, so they had me do some paperwork and stuff like that. And then they uh, shot two scenes with me, one where I was just walking across the street and then one where I was walking across a doorway. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> and then I sat around for eight hours until they said I can go home. Yeah, that's one of the things that, you know, like I've talked about before, <clears throat> and this is this is the movie Grounded that we talked about last week, um, where I had a lovely experience on that set before, and uh, if you missed that episode, go back and watch it. It's literally the only other episode that we have on this podcast other than this one. So far. So far. We're getting there. And um, so, yeah, when you're on movie sets like that, it, I mean, it is true. They just wait. They make you wait. And you wait, and you wait, and you wait, and you wait, and... Unless you're union. Then yeah, you're human. And, and then you, yeah, you, then you get treated right, but, uh... <laughs> but yeah, no, so... I know I talked about last week where I was going to be on there as an EMT. Well, they changed that. Production wanted to change that to where I was going to be pale, injured guy in the ER. But it would have been a featured role. Yeah, well, it would have been. Featured but, extra. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so anyway, I get an email, um... Or a text from my agent saying that, you know, they might need to have just push me till tomorrow. And I told them I'm not, I'm not available. So they're going to squeeze it in today. Uh, my original call time was like noon. Um, then they changed that to either 1.30 if I wanted lunch. Or if I didn't want lunch, then 3 o'clock. And me, I love free food. So I was like, yeah, 1.30, absolutely. So I get there. Wait a little bit. Eat. And then, um... Whole lot more waiting. Whole lot more waiting. Yeah, no one ever came up and talked. I never... I don't even know who was on uh, Makeup and Wardrobe uh, at all. Didn't see any of them or talk to them. And then, at around 6.30... Remember, I got there at 1.30. Then around 6.30, um, we're all... They let us all know that we were wrapped and ready to go. They never used me. <laughs> at all. Well... Still, four hours of waiting is much better than 11 <laughs> hours of waiting. 
<laughs> yeah, I already did that. So you have to earn it. Yeah, you earned your stripes with that one. I've already done that. Well, so. here's the thing. My experience wasn't that bad because the people who we were on set with were, as usual, pretty enjoyable to be around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't be mad at it. I got paid again. Made some new friends and, you know, I got fed. So, uh, and I only had to really just wait around for like five hours. So it really wasn't the worst thing in the world and I still get paid for it. So, I mean, granted, if it was a closer location, that would have been nice rather than driving an hour to and from. To not get used. Yeah, to not get used. I was kind of excited about the pale guy too. They were telling me they were going to make me look all pale because I'm tan as shit. And uh, so that was going to take some work on their part. And then they're going to put a bandage over my head and mess up my hair and stuff. I'm like, this is going to be awesome. No. Just just no. It, <laughs> it didn't happen. So I think it's safe to say that I've got my fill uh, of experience on that film. And, uh, yeah, I think I'm just going to wait around for the next thing and just let them finish this movie. Hopefully to God they finish it soon. I'm honestly kind of tired of getting hit up for roles in this film which i know sounds bad to say but when i know what i'm going into it's like i can't like i feel bad saying no a lot but it's like i just yeah i gave them a chance and they proved themselves true yet once again and i had to ask to be put in for a role here well yeah but you know either way but <laughs> uh yeah i'd be down to do another day of it just i I'm pretty happy with the screen time I got just because I've walked in front of the camera like directly a few times. So they definitely saw me. Yeah, that's good. Until they cut my scene. But either way! This is the first time I've been on a set and I've never even seen a camera. (laughs) I literally, there was no, I didn't see a camera, I didn't see a crew. They were all interior, like up a couple floors. Dude, they had a beast of a camera on set today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. They had like three three of them and they had a whole, like when we did the other thing before, they had a whole big setup and it was just... Like when I first got there, they had a whole dolly track out. It was like 10 feet long just going across half the road. It was awesome to see in progress. Like, and I just walked right in front of that bitch. It was so cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the equipment stuff they have on those sets is just ridiculous. It's... And that's with a low-budget movie. Yeah. We have no-budget movie. It shows. But here's the thing. (laughs) We do damn good with our no-budget. We do. Also, I don't know why, for the longest time over the past few months, I've thought that Halloween was on a Tuesday. It's not. You're listening to this podcast. It's, It's on a Monday. So go check out The Shape. Are you serious? Yep. <laughs> I could have sworn it was on a Tuesday, but nope. I thought it was on a Tuesday. It's on a Monday. So the shape is up. Go check it out. SYP Studios on YouTube. Yeah. I guess that would make sense because Saturday's the 29th. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday's the 30th month. Oh, come on. <laughs> I know. I know. Us and calendars, we don't get along that well. Also, speaking of no-budget movies, we finally learned how to say August's last name. We did. Aguilar. I'm glad you said it first, because I already forgot. God damn it, Jordan. I, I know, I'm sorry. I already Again, did. we're so sorry, August. We if, it, if it gets real bad, like, I know it's not that hard to say, but I'm special, then I'll just, like, add in, I'll make it its own audio clip, like the voice message he sent us, and I'll just, you know, August, and then play that. <laughs> and, like, there we go, like, uh... In the last episode, we said, yeah, he'll just text us how to say it. Yeah, he texted us how to say it. Yep, he gave us a little voicemail. Thank you, August. Yep, appreciate that, because we would have never figured that out. I'm so sorry. We're, yeah, we're dumb. But, 
you know, anyway, I, I'd say, so let's see, some, uh, let's move on to the next thing. What we got going on? The Tennessee Film News? We, we got... missed the Knoxville Horror Fest. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing, really, until I saw it being posted on, on Facebook, and then I'm like, what the hell? It's like, when was, when did this happen? There yeah. was no build-up to it. It was just, hey, if you missed the first day where they showed all the stuff that people made, too bad. Yep. You're just, you're screwed. So, yeah, I didn't even know that was going on. I thought, you know, just the Knoxville Film Festival was the only thing that was kind of going on. That was the most thing, you most talked about thing that was going on. And it was at a drive-in, too, for horror movies? That sounds so fun. I know. Next like, year, I guess. We next year. We just gotta year. figure out, you know, when they do it. Yeah, like, I'm good not going back to the Knoxville Film Fest, but I do want to go to the Horror Film Fest, just because that's our thing. Yeah. Like, we is. love horror. <laughs> and we're decent at it. Yeah. From what people say. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean... For three out of... Two out of three of our projects. Yeah, two out of three of them. But, yeah, I mean, we can shoot for that on, you know, next year and see what happens with that. I mean, I'm pretty sure we'll have some things under our belt maybe by then. I think we will. Possibly. I mean, one of the big things we're doing next year isn't horror, but it's something. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 more along the lines of drama, but I mean, when you look at a horror aspect, like, that's the way I look at horror. Horror isn't necessarily just jump scares and blood and gore and, you know, people going around killing people and monsters and shit like that. It's actually like the reality of life, you know, and that that's kind of one of the most horrifying things is when you're in certain situations and, you know, you can relate to it because you're like, damn, I've been there and, like, it's real shit that, to me, is, like, the true essence of a horror film. That's fair. Yeah. Like, take, for example, uh, any of Mike Flanagan's things. Like, Haunting of Hill House. We're going to go with this one. Okay. Every single one of those characters is grounded in reality. They are likable. They are real people. Very true. But as soon as they start going through all this shit, you're just like, oh, God, I don't want anything to happen to these people. That's the best type of horror. It doesn't even have to be downright scary. You just need to care about these characters and hope that nothing bad happens to them. Well, see, that's the thing about it, too, is it doesn't necessarily go just for horror. That If you want to make a good film, A, of course, story is king, but you got to even break it down even more. This is the way I look at it. You break it down even more, why is story king? Okay, you don't have a story unless you have characters who can carry that weight, right? The only way you're going to get people to invest in that story is you have to give the audience characters that they'll listen to. How do you do that? You make the characters very relatable, have a lot of depth. Like, you don't want a one-note character. You want all these characters to have flaws. You want them to be real. Yeah. Like, you don't want a perfect person. That's how you end up with a Disney princess. Yep. Like... And, it, and even then, they're not perfect, but they're all flawed in the same predictable way. And what it's... did Snow White do that wasn't perfect? <sighs> Bitch slept too long. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she was holding all these old munchkins captive. Okay. The newer ones are not what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I'm talking like just the people who don't have any personality whatsoever. They're just there to be... Just fillers. Yeah. Yeah, I can't... <clears throat> can't do that at all. That's why, you know, if you're going to write a script, it takes some time. You can't ever rush out a script. Like, it blows my mind when I when I hear about people that... I mean, I guess if, if the thing just hits you, you can have a, a deal where you can write a script, like 120 pages in a night. But the way I see it is 
you're rushing it if it's not you know one of the things where you just kind of let it flow and let it breathe because god what's the shape took us about two months just to write the damn yeah just to write the damn thing and so yeah we just try to whenever it comes to us writing we just take it in segments and like with a new script that we're kind of going with right now um that uh lucas is working on and had the idea for and everything we're just breaking it down to segments like act act three we wrote first and Act two, we're building, right? Yeah, we have the end of Act two written, and then we have the end of Act one and beginning of Act two written. Yeah, so it's kind of writing itself backwards. It's writing itself in this weird jumbled up way, but we're it seeing makes sense. we're seeing all these puzzle pieces connect through the characters and the story at this point. Like we have so many little parallels going on that we're just thinking of that we just I can't wait until we see this on the screen. Yep. And one bit of advice I'll throw out there for anyone that is a writer, um, at least it helps me a lot. If you're writing characters, um, well, obviously, you know, Tarantino said it best. If, if by act two the characters haven't taken over, then start over. And that's very, very true. Because um, it's a character story to tell, not, not yours, really. Um, but if when you're writing these characters, it doesn't matter how what kind of sequence you're really writing the script... But if your characters aren't shocking the shit out of you and giving you like a, oh, fuck, that's good. Like, if the characters, while you're writing them, aren't entertaining you and you're not finding them interesting to write, please stop writing them. <laughs> because that's how shit movies get made. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a big thing about, uh, like, I like to see, I hate seeing movies that prioritize... <clears throat> Having this big, grandiose story, but no interesting characters to carry it out. Yep. <clears throat> like, I'll, for example, this is the complete opposite. This is a game that prioritizes characters over everything. It's The Last of Us. Throughout this story, these two people have this real relationship that they build over months and months, over an entire year of gameplay. You get to see every single aspect of that relationship explored. This story has little to no depth to it. It's this man escorting a girl across the country. It's zombie apocalypse. But you give a shit about these characters, so you want to see every little bit of this story explored. Yep. No matter how how, shallow shallow the initial premise is. Dude, it's our podcast. We can make up new words. Shallow! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, I like... The last was it just you know with everything. Well, you never played the game. You just watched a video of it. I know I did. I never played the game, but I have no desire to because everything we went through with The Last of Us. That's fair. Yeah, that was a shit show of a production. And but, that's all we'll say about that. Yeah. <laughs> Not gonna go in depth on that one, huh? Nope. <laughs> maybe maybe one day down the road when it's all said and done, we might go into that one. That's a whole two-hour-long podcast right there. What are you laughing about? Look at what Zach just texted. Why? We are just... We're... You just talked about you. Wow, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, I know you guys can't see it. Podcast, focus. I just read what he said. <laughs> I said, no worries, just talk to a bunch of Mormons at my door, baked as fuck. That's an interesting concept for a movie. Yeah, yeah I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I guess it could be. 
You know, Cheech and Chong probably already did that 20 years ago. Yeah, they probably did. They probably definitely did. But yeah, um, so... Yeah, so The Shape's out. Go check that out. Um, working on some new stuff. By the way, um, we are still trying to figure out when we're going to be, like, making these podcasts. We know they're going to be published on Mondays, but, like, today is Tuesday the, what, 25th? Yeah, and it's going to be released on Halloween. And it's going to be released, yeah, on Halloween. So, but that's just because, I know I'm not going to have any free time, and then, you know, I have that job interview, too. Uh, with the jewelry thing. Yeah, which that's tomorrow. Uh, yeah, that's tomorrow. But, you know, and then you gotta do the drug test and everything, but you've already done that, so you don't know really when you're starting, so... Yep, still waiting on those results to get back in, but I I haven't done any drugs, so... <laughs> yeah, that's... I mean, so you should pass the flying colors. Hopefully. Okay. Yeah, Unless so... somebody pissed in a bottle for me. Yeah, yeah. well, that's fair. <laughs> well, I feel like that would be kind of hard, because I was holding the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's very true. But yeah, so I mean, we filmed the last podcast that was posted last Monday on the Friday. Friday. And, you know, and then we have what Friday so Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We had three days of things going on in our lives before we decided to do the next one. But you know, the, the one after this one it's I'm Tuesday. sure it's gonna be do what? It's Tuesday. Yeah, I know. I said Saturday, only... Sunday, Monday. Well, and Tuesday, yeah, I guess, so, yeah, because everything we had going on today, yeah. So yeah, <clears throat> so yeah. Oh yeah, going back to one thing on set, these oh, guys man. had the best sandwiches for lunch, dude. They were so good. You know what I got the first time I did the grounded deal? What? It was fucking. Uh, it was like Texas toast. It was like buttered on both sides and whatnot. Of course, by the time we got ours, they were like stale. Cheese that hadn't really been melted and a slice of ham. We still got the salad. No. But that was it. So I was super impressed with all that. I saw pesto chicken. I'm like, oh, son. Oh, yeah. I got the pesto chicken, too. They had chicken, pesto, um, mozzarella on it. It was such a good sandwich. Just yeah. this nice, thick bread, lots of butter. <laughs> so you, much You can't food. complain about that. I was, I was very happy with that. But, of course, it made me sleepy. Obviously. Yeah. Well, it releases that one protein, like all like chicken and turkey has. No, the sleepy protein? Yeah, the sleepy protein. That's what we're going to call it? You don't know the actual name of it? I don't know the actual name, but it's I know it has sleepy it. protein. That's what we're going with. Look it up. You look... I can't. We're using my phone for I'm the talking podcast. to the audience. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm looking it up. Yep, there it is. Because I know... This is a real thing. I'm not making it up. <laughs> sleepy protein in chicken. Let's see what it says. What does it say? Tryptophan. Tryptophan. Yes. It's an amino acid... Found in many protein-containing foods, but poultry is one of the best sources of it. Hmm. And it makes you sleepy. Ah, well, I'm still going to call it the sleepy protein. Yeah, that's... that's why you're always so tired after Thanksgiving dinner. Because all turkey has a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Is it, I mean, does it matter if it's white meat or dark meat? No, it's just, just one, the, it, it just It just has it The in bird there. has all, the... Pr- just all together? The bird is the protein. Oh, Okay. I didn't know, like, maybe there was, like, more in the no, it's meat, all more the in the white meat. I don't know these things. I, the I, bird is the protein. I'm just saying. I thought it was a sleepy, you know, protein before you looked that up. So, I'm not an expert. Sorry. We're still <laughs> just going to call it the sleepy protein. So it's definitely the sleepy protein. Nobody wants to call it tryptophan. No, they don't. Unless you just like saying words with a lot of syllables. Tryptophan. Maybe they can. That's only three syllables. More than I'm used to. Oh, fair enough. Yep. 
So yeah, um, let's see here. Oh, uh, real shit. Mm. Yeah, like last time, I got nothing. Nothing happened. Nothing at all has happened in the last few days. Pretty much. Even pretty much. That means there's something. No. Oh, before we get into real shit. Oh, okay. I did want to say something about since we're still on the Tennessee film news. So we did a um, a little script writing session uh, for this Blood Repentance film that my roommate Brian Parkinson is uh, writing and directing. It's going good. Yeah, it is. Like, holy shit. It's going good. Like, I'll tell you what. Like, we had talked about him before. Corey Davison, uh, who's also in The Shape. Go check that out again. Um, <laughs> We're not going to stop plugging it. We're really not until you watch it. And, like, that's just how it is. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Like, the way he... Like, me and him got up. Because we, we were kind of writing the scriptures we went. We had an original concept, and we're still we're working on these like these plot points that get to, but we're kind of dissecting it like backwards. So we're just starting, and we're trying to move from point A to point B, and just letting the story and the characters kind of tell themselves. And um, there's this one section. So me and it was between my character and Corey's character, and we got up there, and we just basically we had two lines each. I think they were already on there, and then we just improv the rest of it. It ended up being like a six-minute scene, but when I say I've never seen that man, Corey Davidson, act like that, it was like a whole new level. It was a very emotional scene, and it just carried over, and it was just so good, and it was real and authentic, and I knew I, I felt like I got to know my character better, and you know, we just got a good overall idea of the story, and I think the coolest thing that happened was... In doing that, one of the biggest points that um, Brian was trying to make in that, but it, it was still like we were getting hung up on how to actually make this point, organically just happened. In like a subtle way, but it's super effective and such a powerful thing. And it's like in a couple lines of dialogue, which is just, I don't know, it was just, it was a really, really cool experience and... I can't wait for us to... I don't know when we're going to start writing again, but... Yeah. We're going to be doing it soon. Yeah. It'll be good. It'll be good. And, you know, we'll probably end up giving... Because uh, Lucas has a character in there named Linus. And, uh... He's like the weak, silent type. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but when he speaks, it's, uh... It's usually gold. Yeah. And that, if you hear that sound, that's the cat scratching... Bro, we're doing a podcast. All right? Marla, why would you do that? Oh, we talked about this before, okay? Stop glanding, Jordan. Stop it. I'm not yours. I'm my cat's. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, on to real shit. Let me get to get into the Hellraiser stuff. So, <laughs> so yeah, nothing on your on your end at all. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm usually pretty drama free. Well, it's not even drama free. It's just. Just talk like shit. This you had going on in the house, or just you know, it's just real shit. It doesn't have to be like something drastic. Like, no, I'm pretty just, good. Like the only thing that happened was like my uh, Roomba woke me up like 20 minutes too early the other day. Really? Yeah, it started going at like 5:40. I was like, uh, I don't want to get up. Oh God, what were you getting up at six for? Physical therapy. Oh, yeah, for the shoulder thing. How's that doing? I know we touched on that it, last week. It's doing better. Um, every week, I, 
it's getting stronger. Oh, that's good. I'm able to sleep on it now. There you go. Yeah, it's just whenever I wake up, I'm just, ah! Oh, yeah. It's a little stiff. Yep. <clears throat> but it's not painful. No, that, well, I mean, that, that's good. At least it's healing up. At least it's healing up. I'll tell you what, I've just been dealing with, like, just, again, I kind of touched a bit on this last week, but, uh, just when I set my alarm and it goes off, it automatically just, I'm like, I do not like what's happening right now. I hate this. Like, like I don't want to get that, up. Why? Why do I have to get up? Yeah, like, who I am that's, like, all motivated to actually do shit the next day is, like, I'm getting up at 5, I'm going to set my alarm, I'm going to set, like, three of them. I hate that person when I wake up. I'm like, bro, who are you, and why would you do this to me? 9 p.m. you wants to kill 8 a.m. you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, it's not even 9 p.m. I can't tell you the last time I went to bed at, like, 9 p.m. I think the earliest I went to bed in this whole entire time I've been, you know, living in this new place, um is like you know we can hear that <laughs> on the podcast but the cat is a good drum it is a good drum but it's <laughs> stop it <laughs> um is like 11 p.m no midnight midnight stop it <laughs> god damn it it's like midnight because usually on the phone with you or Corey, you know talking about script stuff and then i live with a director and a filmmaker so is not well. talk about no. I, I'm not complaining about that being my environment, but it's just like damn. Like once you get done with doing stuff, it's like there's more script stuff to be able to do. And I'm still there's a thing um, chasing a dream that uh, another script you're helping. Another script that I'm helping to write, which I still got to get back with that dude because I gotta I gotta help him finish out the episode four. And I told him to give me a couple days, and that was like five days ago. Oh, my God. I know. I, well, he doesn't know what a couple days means to me, so. <laughs> couple days, couple weeks, same thing. Yeah. Well, two weeks? <laughs> if you haven't if seen you the, shape, the shape, you'll, you'll get, get that, that. reverend. Yep. There you go. See? Told you. Plug in, plug in, plug in. Uh-huh, bada bing. There it is. Um, but no, yeah, because, you know, I know what I could do with DoorDash if I actually got my ass up in the morning. And then I don't do it. And then I wake up and I'm like, damn, I know if I go out at 11, then I'm not going to make near as much money. And I just, it starts this cycle where I talk myself out of it. And then it's like, you know what? We could just have a day off. And then it's like... Seven days off in a row. Bills are due and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? And it's, I don't know, it's trying to get out of that mindset. I don't, I don't understand it. It's like, you just really got to just say, fuck how you feel and just go through the motions. That's why we're hoping the, um, this jewelry thing might help with getting a bit of more routine in it oh yeah yeah that would definitely help because that'll force you to get off your ass oh yeah it definitely will because i won't have a choice but doordash you have the luxury of being your own boss i realize i'm a horrible boss <laughs> I, I mean, unless I, you're in the director's chair yeah yeah unless you know it's one of those instances but but yeah i mean when it comes to, i mean when it comes down to it i can make like my car payment in two days and I think that's another thing that's kind of hurt me in the long run, too. It's because I, like, I can... It's because you just... <laughs> I know I can bust ass in these two days and make, like, 400 bucks. You just procrastinate so long that you have to do that every month. Yeah, but then it's like, okay, this bill is paid. Do I really need to go out and make $200 to get ahead? Nah. Nah, we're good. We're good. We can just go out. We got, like, 20 bucks. We can eat for the day. We can survive for the day. <laughs> Who needs to survive whenever you have money? Yeah, that's fair. 
But yeah, I don't know. That's something I definitely gotta gotta start working on. I think it has a lot to do with this that like being in a healthy environment now <sighs> and realizing like as before when I was in the not healthy environment, there was a lot of me just self sabotaging myself because that was so Easy genetically encoded into my DNA that I didn't even realize that I was doing it at all. And then getting out of that environment, really looking out, you know, from the outside in, it's just kind of realizing like, oh shit, like now that I'm here in this place with these amazing people and like my career with this filmmaking thing is literally every aspect of my life. Like there is no drama. And even if there is drama, it's always film related. So I'm like, I like drama like that. You know, it's better than drama over just bullshit about, you know... Why didn't you take out... Becky that said this and... The, yeah, like, all this other stupid bullshit. Yeah, it's... It's so stupid. Like, if we're gonna argue about anything, it's how to write a script. Yeah. And I don't love that. <laughs> because it's a problem you can actually solve. Exactly. Not... Yeah, it's just... I don't know, just... It, being in the, that kind of environment, realizing that you don't... There's nothing to run away from... Is really weird because when you've been in that environment for so long you're trained and you're wired to look for things you're in survival mode 100 percent of the time yeah 100 percent. it's like fight or flight but there's nothing but fight that, that, that's all it is but it's like fighting the laziest way you can it, it, and it, i don't know it's hard to explain but you know and realizing that's not going to be like a switch like that, that's going to change, and that's a process, but I'm in control of making that process go a certain, you know, speed. Yeah. A lot of accountability that comes with that, too, that, you know, I'm not, you know, too accustomed with. I'm still learning. I mean, I'm 35, right? I'm 35. I don't know. You're yeah. Probably. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. You know you're old when you forget your age, <laughs> and then you don't even care. 21. Oh, yeah, but see, yeah. That's like a milestone. Is it? Yeah, because people are like, I can get fucked up now, even though I've been getting fucked up since high school. Yeah, well, <laughs> it wasn't the same way for me. My 21st birthday wasn't like at a bar. I had a chicken wing contest to see who could make the best sauce. And surprise, surprise, my grandpa had the best sauce. There you go. He's won every single year. Did you take notes? I did, actually. Nice. Yeah, yeah half the people wanted me to... Half the people made sweet bar, like sweet sauce mm. for chicken wings. Mm. I, I'm not a fan of that. No. The sauce wasn't bad for any of them. Or if you're going to have something sweet like that, you got to have something to counteract it. Like, But I need the tanginess of a chicken wing. Have you seen those chicken wings that are like stuffed with like... It was on the Steve Harvey show where the dude like... They, they stuffed chicken wings. I mean, I guess they're like drumsticks. But he, they were literally like wings. They stuffed with like mac and cheese and spinach. I have seen those, yeah. Dude! That's a little excessive. How the hell do they do that? How the hell do they do that? I don't know, because you can't just, you know, get a, like a syringe and get mac and cheese in there, because that's just not going to come out right. That's a big syringe. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I don't understand how they do that. A turkey baster. Just plop that bitch in the hole. I guess so. I just... But then, like, where's... Do they take out the meat, or do they incorporate the meat with it? Does it just Maybe expand? Maybe it just expands, like... People expand and their skin doesn't rip. That's fair, but it's... Alright, that's... I didn't know you were going to go... I don't know how to process that. <laughs> what you just said. You're... Because I'm thinking chicken wings and people eating them, and then you just put people in the, And I'm like... 
My mind went to a really People weird place. People get fat and they don't pop. Okay, but it's it's just the con like the construct of the conversation, the way you just plied that in there. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if it's just. I don't like where that took my mind. Okay, Hellraiser. <laughs> Good lord, yeah. All right, so Hellraiser was the film that we picked out last week, and uh, we both watched it. And if you haven't seen it, then uh, look away because this all spoilers from here. Yes, if you're if you are listening to this right now, please. If you have not seen Hellraiser, certainly direct your eyes away from the phone so you can hear it less. <laughs> Put us on mute so we still get the full view Or just pause it and come back to it later Yeah, or just put it on mute and then we get the full view It, it, can still come, it doesn't matter, just whatever seen... Do what you gotta do Yeah But anyways, I really liked this movie It had flaws, but I really liked it Okay, so what were the flaws that you thought that it had? We'll, we'll get your take on it first and then we'll we'll go down mine Okay, first flaw I did not like the twist villain. I picked it out way too early. It was mm. very plotted out. I don't like seeing twist villains like that anymore. Right. Like, my type of twist villain is like an invincible with Omni-Man. I like having the villain revealed early on, and the uh, characters are the ones that have to figure out he's a villain. Mm. Like, I knew that the dude was going to betray the girl very early because he believed her like that. Mm. Even though she gave very poor reasoning... <laughs> Yeah. But that's my big thing. I thought the dude's contraption in his chest looked kind of stupid, but it worked for the story. Mm. But the uh, overall, I really enjoyed the movie. Like, it was shot very well. I love the music, especially okay. during the tense scenes. The makeup effects were awesome. The kills were graphic. It's a Hellraiser movie. What else do you expect? Like, this girl got her back ripped off. Yeah. That was gruesome. And it was one of the characters. I'm like, oh, I don't want to see her die. She died. Yep. Like, the main girl's brother dies first. Yeah. Was not expecting that. No. No. So on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you give it? I'd give it 7, 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10? Yeah. Uh, damn. It's a bold move, Cotton. Seven to eight out of ten. Seven to eight? You can't. You can't have a fucking range like that. It's, okay. it's got to be one or four. Seven and a half. Okay. Seven and a half 7. out of ten. 7.5. Got it. All right. Me, I... Man. I was watching it, and I liked kind of the flow of it. I'd never seen any Hellraiser ever before this. That, so, that might have been a big problem. No, I, I felt like going into it with fresh eyes. It was good. I knew I, everyone had told me like the concept of Hellraiser with the little box and you know oh, all that, that other on. stuff. Oh, another okay. thing I loved was how the box kept transforming with each stage of the kills. That did not happen in any of the originals. Yeah, that's what I'd heard. Which I really enjoy that concept. Yeah. Like as soon as they showed the head-on shot and then transitioned to seeing it over, I was like, "Ooh, this is something different. I like this." Yeah. Yeah, I, so yeah, someone had told me that before, so I kind of knew that going into it. And I, I did like that aspect, too. Um, I, I loved her brother because I, he was one of those characters that you actually kind of gave a shit about because, well, mainly because I was already a fan of the actor um, because he's in 13 Reasons Why. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, he was like, and his, the, his character arc just ends tragically. 
Um, like, poor bastard. Like, yeah. He um, did not deserve anything that happened. No, so he was already a very, very likable character. Um, I like that. The characters are likable. Yeah, they're likable. The they're the likable, but they don't really give you a reason to give a shit about them. Like, this chick is, you know, uh, going to rehab or struggling with all that other stuff that's and that's never really touched on that much like a recovering alcoholic drug addict like. yeah and it's like when she goes into that spiral where she's out in the playground and whatnot and that's the first time that you know when her brother comes in and stabs him in the hand and all that other shit right like i care more about the brother doing all that then i was like dude like just let her troll around and od like i don't really give a shit like i'm kind of hoping that she dies because i didn't really give a shit about her story at all and then her boyfriend was just again super predictable plot point. Yeah. And overdone. Like it was it was a fun movie. Um I like the side characters more than I like the main character. Yeah, I like that one dude. Uh like her, her brother's her, husband. Yeah, I liked him more. He was than, great. Yeah. And he got like wrapped in piano wire and like Yeah. He's he lived, which I am very glad that he did because he was the one I didn't want to die. Yeah. Like, he's been through so much, he was, he really <laughs> sold being terrified. Yeah, no, he definitely did. And the boyfriend had a very gnarly death, which I very much appreciated. Yep, oh yeah. Like, yeah. when his arms started peeling. Yeah. Like, once the, He got the death he deserved. Yeah. For sure, because he was a, he was a cunt. And then, like, the main villain got turned into a Cenobite by the end. Yeah, which, that's the thing for me. I felt like if they hadn't, or if they had done that... The way I look at it is that film had a solid kind of flow, and then at the end, they're just like, hey, Jason, this is your first time doing CGI. You want to wrap this film up with us? Like, it was the shittiest shot in the whole entire thing. It was so just, that lost me. I'm like, why the fuck is that not even there? Like, they could have done that so much better than what they actually did. But what I appreciate about the transformation itself instead of, like, the last shot, because the last shot was pretty bad. Yeah. Was that a lot of it looked like it was done practically. Yeah. Like, that's what I can appreciate about uh, the effects. Are you talking about the last shot? Where he's up in the sky and his face gets all ripped? No, I'm talking about what happens with his body. His face was obviously CGI. Yeah. But, like, the stuff that happens with his body, that was actually, like, latex. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's just, I don't know, that last shot is really what kind of, like, they left that taste in my mouth after the rest of it. Like, again, fun movie, just not really good investable characters. And it prioritized good, its plot over the characters. The one thing that I hated the most is, again, I hadn't seen any of the other Hellraiser movies, so I don't know if they touched on this before, but whenever they took the box and they stabbed it into one of the Cenobites, and then it got took. Right? I wish they touched on that a bit more. No, I wish they made it not just like, oh, okay, and he just stands out there and then boom, 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 boom. It's not this big thing. Like, if that's going to be a big twist, then treat it like a big twist. I didn't really think it was like a twist. I just thought that it was like spur of the moment. Oh, shit, I'm going to stab this at this guy. Yeah. They still could have made it like, I don't know, just had more of an effect on, I don't know. I mean, the one dude, the boyfriend... Like, he had the right reaction to it. Yeah. It just didn't seem like anybody else did. Yeah, no, they were just kind of there. So, yeah, overall, I would have given... I gave it a, a 8 out of 10 until they did that last shot. And I'm giving it a 5-4.
Okay, one shot out of an hour and ninety. Yeah, ninety minute movie it does not count. For no, that it little. did for me. It did for me because I don't know. It was already kind of weak. If they had ended it solid, like if they had left it the way it was, I probably would have stuck with an eight or maybe like you know a high sevens. But I don't know. Just the way that last shot was just completely took the whole thing out for me, and I'm like, I mean, your last scene of the movie, like if it's not good, then. I mean, that's the, it's just like a first impression. It's the last impression of the film. So it's got to be good or at least give the rest of the film weight to kind of for you to go away with on that. And this one didn't. It took it all away from me with that one shot. Well, here's what I thought about the ending. Like, I loved how the uh, ending just kind of cut off right as she had this really bittersweet moment. Yeah. Like, she did not win. No, no. Nobody won in this instance. Her brother is dead. He's not coming back. She realized that everything the Cenobites promise is a trap. Yep. And no matter what they do, like, it, just don't get involved in that shit. Yeah. I love that. And, like, the ending, for me, shows that him fully diving into the power aspect of it shows how bad it could twist it even more. Mm. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Even if the CGI was really shoddy. It wasn't for the rest of it. No, for the for that scene. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I don't know. It's just something about that scene, dude. I was just like, why? Why? It's just, I don't know. I was not a fan of that. The rest of it was good. Just that one scene. I mean, the, yeah, the rest of it was good. It wasn't great. No, it wasn't great. No. It was a good modern horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. I see what they're trying to do, and they... They did it for the most part. I'm like, it's not guessing. as good as Hellraiser's 1 and 2, but it is better than the vast majority of the Hellraiser movies. Yeah. Just because the rest of those are just... You would be hard-pressed to find a horror movie with worse sequels... Right. ...than Hellraiser. Like, a worse decline in quality. <coughs> like, well, that, okay, so, just touching on this, since we are talking about the Hellraiser movie, this is what pisses me off about society. Other than, you know, a bunch of other things. Well, yeah. But, okay, so, we all know, you know, they, they're remaking, doing a uh, live-action thing of The Little Mermaid, right? Yeah. And The Little Mermaid is now black, which is, I don't, I don't care either way. But it's throwing off people, and they're fucking talking about it like crazy, right? Yeah. But they take a cult classic. Again, I don't have a problem with this. I'm just pointing out, you know, the fact that society is just a bunch of hypocritical dumbasses. That's they make Hellraiser... Right. Or a pinhead, a woman, instead of a man, like, she's traditionally me. Like, well, the thing is with Pinhead in the originals, like, the gender of the character never really played a solid part in the identity until, like, part three, where it was just his character, actually part two, where he was in the war, and that was just his role to play. Right. And again, I'm not saying I have a problem with him making like, I thought Pinhead a woman, I'm just saying, like... So that can be done, but no one's going to talk about that. But it's just these other things that you know everybody just kind of goes off about. I just think it's so stupid. Like I think one of the big can reasons we just make movies to make movies. I think one of the big reasons why people didn't hate on it as much is because Doug Bradley, someone who was so protective of this character, vouched for it. Vouched for this rendition. Oh yeah, I remember reading that. Yeah, which I think she did a great job. Yeah, absolutely creepy as shit. Like the voice. Like I wasn't expecting that. No. And, like, 
God, I, I did really like this movie. Yeah. Like, it has flaws. I liked it. I don't think I liked it as much as you did, but... Well, here's the thing. I'm a big fan of the original Hellraiser. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not as big a fan of Hellraiser 2, but it is still up there. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, this is a different movie than those, and mm. I really appreciate it doing something that different. Mm, okay. Because the original Hellraiser was a very, like, sensual movie between these two characters, um... God, I cannot remember their names, but uh, <laughs> Kirsty's stepmom and uh, uncle, Uncle Frank was the one's name. But he, uh, God, he was such a creepy character. Like the Cenobites were barely in the first Hellraiser. Hmm. Like, I just have to go back and, and rewatch those. They're really good movies. Like Clive Barker, the original writer of the stories of the Hellbound Heart, he directed the first Hellraiser. Okay. And I think he helped a lot with the production of the sequel, too. Okay. I don't know if he directed it or not. It's been a while since I've checked into this, but... Gotcha. It's just... They're such unique movies, but the thing that really caught me off guard was, like, this feels like a very American movie, whereas those were, like, close, tight-knit British productions. Mm, Okay. With American characters in them. Okay, I see it. But in this one, it feels like the only reference to that was the roommate being British. Right. <laughs> like, I don't have a problem with this. Yeah. But it just feels different, you know? Yeah. Like, part three for Hellraiser was when it went, like, full American production. Like, they took away most of the original crew for those two. Mm. Because those two movies are very intertwined crew, very much the same. All right. Kind of like um, any of Edgar Wright's movies. Like, he has the same crew for a lot of his movies. Okay, I gotcha. But it's uh, just... It's a different feeling. Yeah. This one definitely has it, just its modern horror movie sheen. Yeah. No, it, it definitely did. But, you know, overall, I can't hate it. I'll probably... I, I'll give it, like... I'll give it a 7-1. Okay, there you go. That's it. And I don't even like giving it that. But... I really hated that last shot. <laughs> I really did. But I guess now it brings us to the segment where we pick a movie from a hat and we have to watch it. Yeah, okay, let's... Um... Well, we, we didn't do... So what... One thing with our review is we talk about if we were given the script for Hellraiser, what would we have done different? Get rid of that stupid twist villain. Or at least make it a little bit less obvious. Yeah. Just like, in the first third, it wasn't obvious. Like, okay, it was pretty obvious, but it wasn't just blatant. Okay, I gotcha. Make it more subtle. Just try to make the main character a little less of an asshole. Even though I feel like she did get a lot better by the end. The beginning, it was just hard hard to get behind her, which was by design. Yeah. It's just hard to get behind a character like that. No. Do we know if it was written and directed by the same person? I'm not sure. Mm. But the directing I, was good. Yeah, the directing was good. It's just I would have written more in you know in depth characters. I wanted to give a shit about the characters more. Like the only one that I actively cared about making it through was the was like the brother, the brother's boyfriend or husband. I oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just and the brother. Yeah. Yeah. Those two were legitimately good people, and I wanted to see them get through it yeah the main character was a flawed but ultimately decent person but you still just didn't give a shit about her yeah at all yep that's what we would have done different so 
that... movie from a hat. Yep. Uh, you picked you the last. You picked the last one. I'm gonna pick this no, one. I didn't pick the last one. Yes, you I? did. Yes, you okay, did. Okay, close your eyes. <laughs> All right. Okay, pick one. Hang on, let me mix it up a little bit. I got one. All right. Open it up. We are watching. Deep Red, Dario Deep, Argento. Deep Red. Ooh, you're going to love this one. I've never even heard of it. So this is a giallo film. It's uh, by Italian horror director Dario Argento. So Why I'm are you shutter. holding another thing? No, I'm just holding it. Oh. <laughs> it's don't put that one a very here. interesting movie. I don't want to go further in depth just because I want you to watch it's it. Deep Red. What word? Netflix? Shudder. Shudder, okay. Which, if you don't know about Shudder, it's a horror streaming platform. It's the Netflix of horror. It's great. Okay. But So, Deep Red. This is going to be a fun one. Okay. You've already seen it. I've seen it. It is something else. Mm. Our Dario Argento movies are... Have you ever seen Suspiria? No. Okay, that's going to have to go in the list, too. You should have wrote it down. <laughs> well, we got to put a new movie in here. That's true. So, I guess grab you... a pen after we do this. But, yeah. anyways, I think that's everything this week, right? Yeah, I think it, it pretty much is. So, yeah, uh, if you're watching on Spotify, be sure to, you know, follow us on there. Do all the notifications. And, again, if you haven't already, go watch The Shape. And I reckon we will see you guys next week. I know that episode's going to be lengthy because from the time we're recording this one to the time we're actually going to be filming the you know re- recording the next one it's gonna be a longer space of time yeah there's gonna be a lot more shit that's gonna be happening so yeah the shape will have released at that point jordan's gonna have his interview i might have heard back from a job so either way yeah yeah it's gonna be good so yeah tune in for that one and uh thank y'all so much for listening in and uh yeah i guess we'll see you in the next one peace yep <clears throat> the fuck was that uh-